On Wednesday, the Federal Open Market Committee of the Federal Reserve will hold its fourth meeting of the year. The Fed is not ready to change interest rates yet. However, their communications policy will force them into revealing much about their thinking, and thus could have a major impact on markets in the week ahead. Ready or not, the Fed is about to show its hand. Starting this year, each of the eight FOMC meetings is being followed by a press conference by the chairman. However, it is still the case that only four meetings, those in March, June, September and December, see the release of new forecasts by the Fed. These forecasts, which are a compilation of the projections of each of the Fed governors and regional Fed presidents, show how the Fed views prospects for growth, employment, inflation and the federal funds rate, assuming appropriate monetary policy. Thus, what the Fed communicates on Wednesday will not just reflect how they see the economy evolving, but also how dovish or hawkish they intend to be in responding to it. Most numbers in recent weeks, with one important exception, have raised expectations of easier policy. While the employment report for May continued to show the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, it also revealed a clear deceleration in job growth and an apparent stalling out in the recent increase in wage gains. International PMI data for May were very soft, with the global manufacturing PMI falling to its lowest level since 2012 and the global services PMI falling to its lowest level since 2016. Inflation data also remained tame, with CPI numbers for May coming in a little weaker than expected. These data, combined with lower oil prices and slower wage growth, suggest the economy will not reach the Fed's 2% target for consumption deflator inflation at any time in 2019. However, it should be noted that the retail sales report, released last Friday, will have provided a marked uplift to growth expectations. The issue is not the headline gain for May, which at 0.5% was actually a little below the consensus forecast of 0.7%. Rather, it was a revision for April of a broad category of retail sales, less autos and gas. This category is particularly important as it is the key source data for a large chunk of government estimates of consumer spending. This number, originally reported at $365.2 billion for the month, was revised up to $367.1 billion. Now, at first glance, this doesn't seem like a big deal. After all, what is $1.9 billion in an economy of $21 trillion? However, $1.9 billion for a month is just under $23 billion at an annual rate. Moreover, because it is a revision to April data, it provides a higher base for estimates for May and June. The net result of this has been to increase estimates of second quarter GDP growth by roughly five-tenths of a percent. The economy still appears to decelerate in the second quarter. However, growth now looks more likely to come in between 1 and 2 percent than between 0 and 1 percent. On Wednesday, the Fed will be considering all of this, along with some other numbers due out this week. In particular, both the Empire State Manufacturing Survey for June and the Housing Starts number for May should look downbeat. Finally, the Fed will be aware that in recent weeks, both softer economic data and the Fed's own relatively dovish statements have fostered expectations of easier monetary policy. As of this morning, the Fed Fund's futures market has priced in a rate cut at the July FOMC meeting, along with a second and possibly a third by the end of the year. So given all of this, what is the Fed likely to communicate this week? First, in its short statement due out at 2pm Wednesday, the Fed will likely acknowledge both the slowing job growth and the continued shortfall of inflation from its symmetric 2% objective. Second, the FOMC member forecast could see a slight nudge down to, um, uh, to the unemployment rate and a slight nudge up in estimated GDP growth for 2019. However, estimates of PCE inflation will likely see a cut from the 1.8% year-over-year growth rate the Fed projected in March. 
Most significantly, the median assessment of the level of the federal funds rate for the end of this year will likely fall as FOMC members begin to assume some easing. It is unlikely that these forecasts will mirror the two-plus rate cut forecasts of the futures market. Fed officials likely have some reservations about such a swift move from a tightening policy last fall to a steady policy in March and an easing policy in June, and they are unlikely to fully embrace all that has been assumed about their future actions. In addition, in his press conference after the meeting, Jay Powell will likely stress that the Fed remains data-dependent. He may note that significant information on both the trade policy front and the direction of the U.S. and global economies will be received over the next two months. Given all of this, the Fed would much rather wait and see how things turn out than provide any definitive guidance on the direction of policy for the rest of the year. However, unless the Fed takes a deliberately hawkish stand this week, markets will likely continue to anticipate a rate cut in July. If this materializes, they will undoubtedly anticipate further rate cuts in 2019. While the Fed frequently reminds us that the course of monetary policy actions is not predetermined, the reality is that over the past 30 years, a rate cut has been followed by another rate cut within six months, 81% of the time. A rate cut in June remains highly unlikely. However, a rate cut in July would likely set us sliding down a slippery slope of monetary easing. While this would be positive for bonds, ultimately it could be negative for stocks since it would provide little actual economic stimulus while stoking recession fears. This week, the Fed shows its hand, and investors will be wise to take notice. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.